Welcome back to From My POV with Emily Savard. Today we have a very special guest, Jenna Labiak. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. So Jenna owns a scrunchy brand called The Silk Labs, little play on her last name. So we're going to jump right into all about Jenna, how she created The Silk Labs and all that. So why don't we start by you just telling us about yourself? Okay. Um, my name is Jenna and I am from Windsor originally, and I moved to Toronto to go to Ryerson University, and I graduated like start of the pandemic, okay. and I've been here ever since. What did you take at Ryerson? Um, I was in professional communications. It's oh, a smaller okay. program. So what yeah. did you want to do with that ultimately? Like, what was the goal going into it? I did not know. <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of like, I need a degree. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this works. It's yeah. a little bit of everything. It had a communications, a little bit of business, a little bit of marketing. And I just thought, like, this is a good, like, blanket right. degree. Yeah, yeah. kind of like, just go from there. Yeah, and just go from there. Why Toronto? Like, why Ryerson? That also is a great question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I think I was fascinated with like the city life, and yeah. fashion. And I think I knew back then I was going to do something related to marketing. Okay. And I felt like my best shot was being in the city. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. So you were obviously grew up in Windsor, which is such a small world for anyone who's listening who knows that like Brett, my boyfriend's from Windsor and all of his family are from Windsor. We've had a couple Windsor guests on here, Dakota Shepley oh. um, and the Brew brothers yes. who own Vin Winery and yes. Brew. Yeah. So it's kind of a small world. So like I said, Jenna owns a brand called The Silk Labs. So why don't we just get into how did you start that? What was the idea behind it? Yeah. So I started it almost like spontaneously, okay. which is not really like me in general, but basically, like, I started it right before the pandemic ended. I just finished working okay. at a marketing – sorry, just before the pandemic started. Got it. So I had just finished working at a marketing agency, like, all throughout university. And then I ended up leaving there, and I kind of felt lost. Like, I don't know what to do. I also need to, like, make a little side money. Like, right. Like, I'm still in school. And then um, from there, I just started doing it and selling products to my friends. Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah. I felt like I was kind of in a space where I'm also like kind of like crafty, if you will. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to a Sephora, I remember, and I was looking at different scrunchies and just like the quality and the prices just weren't, didn't really fit for me. Yeah. As I mentioned, like I was in university as well. Right. Um. So then I kind of started playing around with that. I bought silk in like this used silk section bin from a store okay. where it was like just scraps and I was sewing them together and then I was playing with different elastics and I started giving them to my friends and they oh really liked God. them and then I just was like you know I'm gonna try to make an Etsy and then that was doing well and then the pandemic hit and like e-commerce in general like really shot up right. in the pandemic so from that, I just thought, like, I'm just going to give this my all. Yeah. I just graduated. I don't even know if I'll be able to get a marketing job right. like, with everything that's going on. So like, I'm just going to push this and see what happens. So how much material do you need to get? Like, um, when you first started out, were you getting a month? Like, how much were you finding? Oh, so I would, like, just get it from anywhere. Like, sometimes my mom and I would go to a thrift store. Okay. And we would find, like, curtains that were silk. And I would, like, wash oh that, God. steam that, and then make it. And then also I would just find, like, scraps at, like, thrift stores or at different, like, um, textile 
places like that. Yeah. And I just went. And so when we had an Etsy, I would do like a lot of like one offs patterns and okay. colors. So it was a little bit like all over the place. Like a little bit more unique and like limited edition. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which did help as well. Cause yeah. Then someone would be like, oh, is that color coming back or right. why did this one sell out? So it was all like part of it. That is so cool. So is your mom employed by you now? Is she like one of your employees? Um, not officially. <laughs> she, she just helps. Yeah. She just loves to help. She's very helpful. And she definitely just wants to see my success always. So yeah. She's always sure. like down to just do it she also like finds it fun as well yeah totally yeah i love arts and crafts honestly we love it (laughs) um so obviously your business just boomed over the pandemic right so are you still making them at home or is there a manufacturer now yeah so basically um everything happened like as like demand was happening as well so basically i started doing everything myself and then when i couldn't really get scraps anymore I had to like reach out to an actual like silk facility and got it get the best quality for the best price because again like part of why I started the business was because I wasn't able to find that myself right so then when I was able to do that I was sewing everything myself and then I couldn't keep up so then my boyfriend started helping me okay and then so he's also an employee now too. yes <laughs> he is yes and then my dad was like I guess I could cut some silk and then oh my god the my whole mom yeah doing it. I love and it and then my mom wouldn't we almost called it like our assembly line because I in the that. pandemic we all moved in like to my mom's okay so I was in Windsor and then yeah. it was like my grandma was like I could do that and it was just like oh everyone was doing gosh. it and then when it started to get like more extreme then I actually reached out to some students seamstresses that okay. go to Ryerson or U of T and I pay them per piecework. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. Cool. So how many different colors do you guys have right now? Um, For the scrunchies, we have about like 10 SKUs of different colors okay. and different sizes. Um, Yeah. So then I still have the Toronto seamstresses sew them. So okay. I don't do that as much anymore. How did you decide on those colors specifically? Um, So at the beginning, everything was very limited, as I mentioned. Yeah. I just noticed what people were really gravitating towards. Uh, And then when those would sell out the most, I was like, you know what? These are going to be our core colors. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So obviously, I mentioned your brand name is kind of like a twist on your last name, which is friggin' sweet. (laughs) But how did you, did that just come to you one day? Like, I'm going to call the brand this or was like, oh, this is cool. Um, I actually remember I was on the subway with my boyfriend and he was like, oh, you should really take this seriously. Like maybe not just do the one offs with your friends, like try building like a brand and yeah. a website. And I was like, I'm only going to do it if I come up with a really cool name or I'll, I, don't Got know, it. I don't know what that mentality was. Right. And then he was like, oh, it was actually the Scrunchy Labs first because oh, I only did okay. scrunchies before. Got it. So then he was like, oh, Scrunchy Labs, like your last name. And I was like, that's so cool. Right. So <laughs> when did you transition over to the Silk Labs? Um, I think when I decided I wanted to do pillowcases and scarves and okay. really like branch out, I didn't want to be known for the one thing anymore. Right. I was going to yeah. say, so scrunchies, obviously you said you were shopping around. And you're like, I can't find anything that I yeah. really want. Um, why scrunchies though? Like, is that just, you've always loved scrunchies to start out with that? I don't know. I just, this pull, like I, I, I truly saw it at the store and was like, I can make that better. Got with, it. Like, by the way, no like sewing experience or anything. Like right. I was like, I can do that better than that one and I yeah. can make it a better price. And I just was very like excitable about yeah. that. And then when I just digged into it and kept like exploring, cause like I mentioned, like, I feel like I'm like to be crafty. Yeah. And then when I got the product and my friends were like telling me like, maybe fix this or do this. Right. I was like, oh, this is like really good and everyone relates that yeah. you know like with the silk you need a stronghold elastic so it doesn't okay. slip out of your hair but you don't want to sacrifice the high quality silk as well got it so, so everyone aspects. was yeah so everyone was relating like wow like it really holds in my hair and i can work out but i'm also getting all the benefits of the silk of and the, the silk. silk is still 
really like a high quality silk. Right. So I was like, wait, everyone has been dealing with some sort of issue related to this. Um, and they really like and resonate with this elastic. Yeah. And they're sure. able to like be on the go and also get the benefits of silk. Totally. So obviously I was looking at your Instagram and like <laughs> you, you have a very like pristine aesthetic, like color wise. Like how did you coming from a communications background into marketing? How did you decide that that was the move for you? Um, definitely pulling inspiration from different looks. Okay. Um, also we pride ourselves on being very like community driven. Okay. So I think at the beginning I really experimented with different looks and what was getting the most engagement and people were resonating with more. I like yeah. leaned into that a little bit. Like at one point I feel like we did some collections that were a little more streetwear looking or maybe a little more girly instead of minimalistic right. and what ever performed I kind of leaned into that okay gotcha so then with the scarves obviously when did you launch the scarves I launched the scarves almost a year ago actually because that's actually how I found you first like through mutual friends also but that's the ad I was I would see on my page was the scarves so I was just curious how you why like why you chose the scarves um, I again, like I really try to listen to our community and I noticed like about a year ago, I think I would have been doing my business fully for a year. And then a year ago, people were kind of saying like, OK, well, what's next? Like, what else right. can I get from you? And I was like, oh, crap. Like, what is next? what is it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I thought I just mastered the yeah. hair elastic. Um, so then I I would message them back and be like, well, what do you think? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it's good um, to get yeah. like qu- like get answers from the community, though, right? Yeah. And then um, just played into that, made some samples, um, talked to some like core people in the community and influencers, and asked them what they thought. And then that just seemed like the next step. Yeah, that's awesome. When did you really start to notice like traction with your brand start picking up? Obviously, you said in the pandemic it got a little bit busier because of e-commerce and everything like that. But on your page, even like gaining followers, like things like that. When did you notice it? Mm, It's hard to pinpoint one moment, but I think um, when we started seeing really good numbers on TikTok when the platform was really new. Right. And then from that, we were getting like organic press, which definitely brought like a lot of attention to our page and like a collection of all those like little wins i just really brought in people yeah did you launch the tiktok with the instagram like at the same time or was it yeah yeah so i would say again like right as the pandemic hit, like march 2020 it was like tiktok was was like like a thing yeah yes like everyone was like what is this and um i remember looking at my favorite brands on tiktok and i was like okay so there's not that many like brands in this space right now so i was like okay, like, I guess I'll make a brand page, but I don't know if people will resonate with that right. or how that will look. And then that started to become a trend, like small businesses on TikTok. And right. Stuff. I was going to say now it's like so oversaturated. It's yeah. wild because everyone's going to TikTok. Yeah. So because yeah. Like, just like the nature of how videos perform there is like yeah. incredible. And then I remember like the second or third video went viral, which is like crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like my page was like flooded. Like I was just like refreshing. That's and awesome. It was like constant like likes, comments. On yeah. It all of my socials. So it was really cool. You were ahead of the curve, as many would say, right? With the TikTok. Yes. Um, What is something you love most about owning your own business? Um, What I love most is I think that there's like a lot of options and like different ways to take it. Like sometimes I'll really, really focus headstrong on wholesale. Okay. And that will be my thing. And then I'll go really into e-commerce and then influencers and obviously like maintaining all of those is how like they yeah. all co-work together 
But then sometimes when I'm just inspired by different things, I can like really lean into that and have someone do something else. Right. So it's kind of like leaning into my natural curiosity and inspiration. Right. But I find like, you know, with um, say like a marketing job, you have your role and yeah. that's your role. And that's you can't like really day like day. play yeah. around as much. Yeah. So I would say that. Like the flexibility and like the uniqueness of it. Yeah. Speaking of influencers, how do you find your influencers? Like how is influencer marketing going for your brand specifically? Obviously for different brands, it's either beneficial or it's kind of just bleh. You know what I mean? So for you, what do you think? Um, it's been really good for us. I feel like as of recently, micro influencers have been performing really well. That's great. I think that's the case for a lot of people right now. But I just think they have this like authentic touch. And right. they really do feel like your friend that's telling you like their favorite product they just tried. Right. Um, so we definitely like to maintain those relationships and work with them a lot as well. Yeah. And I noticed your personal Instagram too. Like you have a very like nice aesthetic page, like influencer and all that. How do you think that like you having a page like that and kind of knowing the background of influencer marketing through school and through everything like that kind of helped you find people and helped you like morph your page to work with influencers? Definitely. Yeah. I think as of recently, I kind of try to focus on my personal page. Yeah, totally. Um, just because I was noticing like people coming there. Yeah. So I try to give that a little more attention. Um, but yeah, it's definitely um, it's its own beast like in yeah, itself. <laughs> it definitely is. What's your least favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Like something you just like don't vibe with? Um, always feeling on. Like I right. feel like at any moment it's you know, I could be doing this, this, this. Right. Um, I'm sure a lot of people feel this way as well. So I, I guess it's not always like just for like the entrepreneur experience. Yeah. Um, but I, it'll be like even like relaxing at night, like watching a movie with my boyfriend. And I'm like, I could like do some like engagement or like reach out right. to people or hop on my email. Um, so that's, yeah, that definitely comes with it. But you need to have a break too. You yeah. know what I mean? People, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing with like, social media right now and also being an entrepreneur and owning a business is everyone thinks they need to be like constantly doing it or yes. not doing it right but having a break is like the best thing for you what is has been the biggest challenge you faced owning your own brand and being you're basically the face of the brand right so just also having that pressure on you um, I think a huge challenge for us has been just scaling. Right. And at the same time, like continuing to connect with our audience and keeping them involved with the behind the scenes and feeling like they're a part of every step because we are here because of them. So I want them to feel like super included with decision making and everything. But then also like having that balance of like having to do some things kind of like on my own or on right. the side, like even like a recent issue I feel like we haven't been like on our socials as strongly just because I'm like working on things that are like not as like face value yeah so that that's definitely like a to balance it all in a yeah. way yeah um what do you think consumers have really gravitated to your business like why do you think that is the community part obviously is huge like the product itself is great but like what do you think the biggest thing is that people love about the silk labs um I think as you said it is a little oversaturated right now. Yeah. And of course, like you want to see like everyone win, but it's just like a fact. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> um, and I think something that pe consumers are doing is they're picking um, the founders to support. Right. Instead of just like the silk labs or the silk scarf or the scrunchie. Like, of course, like those pillars need to be there. It needs to be a strong brand. 
But at the end of the day, there are some people either copying me or doing something very similar. Right. So I think it also comes down to like, oh, I saw Jenna on TikTok and she like seems friendly. Like I want to support her. Right. So I think that is like a layer to it as yeah, well. Yeah, no, 100%. That's actually whack. I always forget that when you have a brand, like it's so easy for people to copy your brand. Yeah. Especially when it does well too. Like it's just like such an easy copycat, which is brutal. How do you find those accounts? Like how do those like even come to your vision like how do you see them usually one of my customers oh my god (laughs) the dedication of the community they're like someone is impersonating you yeah I had one girl she like made it like a photo collage of this other brand and it was like all the pictures and products that were like similar and she like wrote a full paragraph and I was like thank you for bringing this to my attention (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you need people like that like the little spies you know to like find that stuff out that's so true that's funny so I also noticed on your page that you have a one tree planted for every $100 order. What inspired you to incorporate like a donation portion to the business? Yeah, so um, it's no secret that a brand can unfortunately be damaging to the environment. Um, at the Silk Labs, I always try to take the more environmentally friendly alternative when we make our products and also with our packaging. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's hard, it's tricky and it's expensive. Yeah. So as I grew my business, I knew that that's something we needed to incorporate to like offset some yeah. of like the environmental aspect. I think that also probably makes you guys like really valuable in terms of like when you know you're getting a product and this is the way that brands are kind of moving, I've noticed is eco eco-friendly or more sustainable right like that's just the way of the world like I used to work for a marketing agency and we'd have constant conversations about eco-friendly and sustainability and I was at first I was like totally get it because we're trying to save the planet but I'm like is that the way that we're going and now I hear more and more people talk about oh I only buy products if it's from a eco-friendly company or they use like this kind of boxing and whatever right so I think it is very valuable now for brands to have that which is I think is so great that you have that because a lot of brands are trying to incorporate it but some brands are struggling to try and incorporate that side of it right so I totally I totally agree with that um any collabs you would want to do with anyone in the future like you know how like brands will sometimes reach out to celebrities they'll do like Miley Cyrus times Knicks or whatever it is you know like that was so random but I'm just trying to think of like a brand that would go with Miley Cyrus what would you guys ever consider that or is that something you've thought of Uh, I definitely would love to do something like that I've never done a collab with like an influencer or anything in that space so I think that could be really unique I've had the pleasure to work with some of like my favorite brands on like a smaller scale like L'Oreal and like other hair brands but I haven't worked in the influencer or even like celebrity space yet so I think that could be something like a next step that'd be cool that'd be really cool now I'm thinking about it now you're like (laughs) I'm gonna think about that where do you hope to take Silk Labs in the future like what obviously you said you kind of started out on a whim and like before the pandemic kind of thing didn't know where it was going to go now that you've seen it just like growing 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 where would you ultimately want to take it just as big as it can get or like is there an ultimate spot like retail stores do you sell at retail stores yeah so I would love to be in more retail I would love to do more wholesale I would love to be in spaces like indigo anthropology Mm -hmm. free people um that space would be like a dream come true um, I definitely want to grow into like a one-stop shop for all silk goods. Okay. It's something like maybe like that's the first thing that someone comes to mind when they want like something silk. Yeah. They'll know like where to go and what to trust. Um, but that takes time to build like quality, good products. Right. Especially like you have to grow a lot as well just to make sure. And I don't want to put out something that's not like a good quality right. um, silk product. But 
definitely expanding our SKUs and our product line and then hopefully being in more stores as well. Awesome. And then what about your personal brand? Like where are you hoping to take that as well? Um, I want to continue working on my brand. I work on my brand full time now. Okay. But um, at the end of the day, I feel like I'm a marketing girl. Right. <laughs> um, that's why I'm here, I think. So I would love to help like other people build their brands in the future if I was able to like dedicate more time to that. Right. And like help people with their journey as well to growing their yeah, business. Totally. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Before you go, one piece of advice for an entrepreneur trying to start a business from the ground up, what would you say to them? Um, I would say try not to compare yourself too much yeah, to other people one. and try to enjoy the process of it. I think sometimes I get frustrated where I'm at one spot A and I want to be at spot B. But then I, I look back and I think about me like sewing all my products and packing all my orders and I wish I like enjoyed some of that a little more too because right. you won't always be in that spot with your business because it grows so quickly. Totally. That is a perfect piece of advice. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone go follow the Silk Labs on Instagram as well as Jenna's personal Instagram. Everything will be tagged below and I will be back next week for another episode of From My POV. Bye. Bye. <laughs>